Okay, everyone, welcome back to Boardman Podcast. We're here. I don't know what episode we're on, but we're flying forward. 14, 15, 15, 16, 20, something. Um, yeah. Can introduce our next guest? Today we have Martin Ford. Massive, massive dude. Actor. Massive, massive dude. <laughs> massive, massive dude. <laughs> I can't <laughs> ignore the fact that you're just as professional. <laughs> <laughs> massive, 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 massive dude. Mate. Act- Personality's massive as well, you know? Yeah, of course, matters yeah. as well. I said massive, massive dude. Uh, <laughs> actor, bodybuilder. Is that a good way to introduce you, Martin? Well, I've never done a bodybuilding show in my life, but I, I, you, you can go for it. If you, if you, uh, how, naturally, you seem like a big guy anyway, right? How, yeah. What, are you six foot nine? No. WWE, I'm six foot nine. Real, real life, I'm like six seven. Six seven, okay, okay. Yeah, they okay. always add two inches for wrestling, though. Nah, yeah, yeah. Not just wrestling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ask him about the relationship. Straight in, straight in. <laughs> so, mine, how big is your penis? Yeah. <laughs> Joking. Don't get that picture up. <laughs> Do you know what they did? They, we did a reel the other day of him saying, I'm basically 10% gay, and it's just it's just popped already. Had a, yeah, had it's a blown up. So, yeah, yeah. It's quite funny, apparently. <laughs> Um, but no you know you're you're yeah you're such a you've got such a you're such a big guy you've got such a big personality thank you so much for coming on um great to have you here um you know we had a we met in bulgaria didn't we Mm. a couple of months ago while you were filming sunny bulgaria sunny bulgaria um and how how was that for you because you you were out there filming meeting you or the film well both obviously me (laughs) me me and us me and us was the highlight but um you were out there for a decent amount of time. I was there for about three months, I think, in total. Yeah. Um, yeah, I fell in love with the place. I think as you do when you go and you do, you, you do I think when you're on a nice film, you kind of enjoy the process and you enjoy the environment, you enjoy the, the place that you're staying. But I've been to Bulgaria before on, on, a, on a different film six, six years ago, I think it was. Um, so I sort of knew what I was letting myself in for. And... I think you just make the most of the environment that you're given. It's 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 a it's it's a it's a great place if you know people and you yeah. can enjoy it and you can get around. It's it's quite a strange place to visit as a first timer, right. in the sense that it's, it's just not stuff. It's a different way of living. Yeah, your 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 network of contacts allowed us to have one of the most memorable experiences of our lives. <laughs> yeah. in Serbia. It was pretty yeah. much yeah. amazing. Thanks for yeah. hooking us up, mate. That's, That's no yeah. problem at all. That was unbelievable. <laughs> well, like one of the best nights we've had. And it was because, you, you know, of you, basically. So yeah. thanks for well, that. Well, you know, I don't want to take too much credit. Let's go from the beginning, Mike. Where did it start? Like, where were you born? Staffordshire, right? Uh, Warsaw. I was Warsaw. born. Yeah. What in Warsaw? In Poland? Yeah. No, Warsaw. <laughs> it's oh, like, no. streetly. <laughs> not Warsaw. Oh, okay. A-L. I understand the introduction he's, he's now. A, he's, a, he's a very smart guy. When he gets going, he'll, he'll drop some bombs. He'll bombs. drop some absolute bombs. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you, so you, uh, you were born in Poland. No, you were born in, in Warsaw, which yes. sounds to me. Okay. Okay. Um, and uh, how, how old are you now, Martin? I'm 40, mate. 40. Yeah. Okay. And what, what, like, what was school like? We weren't going through it too much, but what got you into, you know, acting and... I want to say weightlifting because I see a lot of videos of you in the gym and you are an impressive size, like, you know, so what got you into sort of building yourself up physically and then getting into acting? So, I mean, getting into acting was, it was a byproduct of the training in all fairness, because a lot of the, the initial roles that I did were based on appearance. Um, the reason that I got into weight training was it, was, it was something to do after my fitness career. Well, not even fitness, sports career sort of ended. Prematurely, and and there was 
I think I've got ADHD. Well, I know I've got ADHD. Oh, and I've, I've got, I've got, yeah, I've got. This whole table's I've, full I've, of it. I've got, I've, got, I've got things that if if I don't have ways of releasing it, become a problem. Um, so for me, when I finish sports, not having that release, not having, not having. What, that, sport, what sport was that? Uh, cricket. I played oh, cricket. Yeah, I played Warwickshire and uh, I was, I played a high level to be fair. I played a very high level. Mate, we have something in common. I had trials for Wales when I was younger, but I never went through it. I was actually quite a decent, cricket. Yeah, quite a decent cricket player. Really fast left arm bowler. No way. I know it's weird. And you couldn't get into the Wales team. Uh, do you know what it was? <laughs> <laughs> you must have been really good. <laughs> do you know what it was? It was like an hour away, and my mum didn't want to take me every day. Oh, crazy. But that's weird. Yeah. That's such a weird thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I expect you to say something completely different. No, but... I played. I played cricket. I was an opening bowler for. Oh shit. For, for many, many years, and then when that never came through. It was um, you know, a bit, bit of a depressing couple of years trying to find a, a new uh, way forward. And then weight training was just something that was, do you know what I think it was? You can do it on your own. You don't need anyone. Yeah. And it's nice escapism. And you can beat yourself up day yeah, in, day out. You're going to be in a different athletic build from being, uh, you know, going into cricket to a body. Oh, just a little so, bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. But yeah. the fundamentals so, were still the same. It was, it was, it was, it's just constantly having challenges and and constantly pushing yourself and and I think that's what it was more than anything. It was it was the ability to have daily challenges and to to feel yourself getting stronger and 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 that for me was something that I could I could get a, a good feeling from. Yeah, there's a reward system. Yeah, like a reward system. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. Was it a competition against yourself as well? Did that? Did I don't that, think it was competition. Did it I like, right, was... I've got to work. I'm only working for myself. There's only me that's going to get better from this. There's not, you know, you know. At that stage, on... I don't think it was a competition. I think it was probably a self hate, right. more so than yeah. anything. And it was yeah. just like a way of punishing yourself constantly, yeah. day in day out, yeah. just train, train, train. Because it is pain when you're lifting that much and working that hard. It is a painful thing, right? Yeah, well, it gets, yeah, it gets to a very depending on on the type of training you're doing. If you go to hypertrophy, which I won't bore you, or that's muscle build, you feel that burn, and that burn is quite intense. Um, or if you're doing, you know, heavy, heavy squats or deadlifts, it's, it, it's quite a challenging thing to do. And I think for me, it was almost like a, a bizarre punishment for not succeeding at the cricket. How old like, are you when this ran? Oh, early 20s. Right, okay. Early 20s. And did you, did you feel like, because we've had a couple of guests on who've been in some really difficult situations. Rebecca Roberts, strong swimming in the world, she got raped. That led her into being into bodybuilding mm-hmm. but did did you hit kind of rock bottom did you get really depressed or what what happened to make that change yeah no i was definitely depressed 100 percent. and i think it was because i had so much energy and so much hunger to be successful and i had no outlet right yeah so and i think the, the the good thing with the with the weight training was that you could constantly get that release of yeah, that, 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 that's what i mean there's that, that, those endorphins that that come yeah from and, and it's hard to it's hard slice to of dopamine. That. yeah definitely and i think it's something that can't be bought as well. And that's that's what's... Mm. But you're sculpting your body. You're, you're literally like, you know, I'll work on my legs today and you'll, you'll have a routine. But I'm, I'm no bodybuilder at any stretch of the imagination. But I just used to go into the gym, do, do my weights, and then feel those DOMS, you know, mm-hmm. the delayed onset uh, muscle recovery. And I just felt, you know, I'm doing something good. I'm growing my body. Mm-hmm. And like with your body, it's just a completely different spectrum. You know? Yeah, I mean, I never trained for looks never trained for aesthetics or anything it was more just a, a release if i'm honest and, and i think that's that's always been the case i think that comes from the sporting background and, yeah and, and wanting to be good and wanting to to take over and now you can do 300 if i'm correct right 350 kilograms you can do 
deadlift and 750 on the leg press, right? 750 kilograms on the leg press. Yeah, right? something like that, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's impressive, right? Because we've had Eddie on here, right? Strongest yeah. man in the world. And uh, he's got the world record, 500 kilograms. Mm -hmm. So we know what it's like. But to do 350 is, uh, you know, he's a fucking... I bodybuilding's different. Around 300, 300 to 400 kilos for, for a guy is a... He's strong. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, and then when you're Eddie's realm, you're talking ridiculous. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're talking dedicated to your life. And also, there's only a 0.5% of the whole population that will ever be able to achieve that subhuman strength. Yeah. So it's a completely different pedigree. But the average guy, I think the average guy that's strong should be able to do between 250, 300. Right, right. So, so, so you had a bit of a thing where you're in there, you're pushing yourself. And then how did it evolve? I'm guessing 20, you would have seen like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you would have yeah, had yeah, people to see. That. And how did it go from there into like what, what you're doing now with acting? Because you're, you're kind of, you know, they're, they're really big films you're doing now, like the one in Bulgaria, you know, top cast, like big budgets and Fast and the Furious 9. So how did it go from there to, you know, to, to, to where you are now? Training-wise or? Training-wise, Training-wise, yeah. Because yeah, I, I think the training's adapted. So I changed the training relevant to the roles which was quite enjoyable for me. I mean, when I first started, it was, there was a lot of character type uh, opportunities with I did a TV show called Blood Drive, which was like a sci-fi monster. And then I did um, Shadows of War, which was like a big, big orc type thing. So there's, there's been a stage where I definitely was given roles just because they've been huge. And then as I've got older, it's, you know, I've, I've decided to take a, a change of, direction with my with my look and my health and so on and decided to come down to be a bit more athletic and less muscular and then the, the roles have changed alongside the the adaptation of my physique so obviously now i can i can switch into doing normal ish yeah roles i mean it's so interesting acting, the, role, the roles are changing well, yeah as well, and i think sure. acting acting you're trying to represent everyday life and there's not many people at everyday life that are walking around at six foot six six foot seven and 350 pounds so it's like well if you really want to try and progress as an actor you kind of have to change the direction you go in in your own personal life because you, you it's hard to represent something being so big and 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 not stealing the screen time so i've tried to yeah still be big but bring it a little bit more yeah human yeah i use uh the rock as an example uh where he's you know he's, he's a pretty big lad and uh he's always done like sort of hard man roles quite recently but beforehand when he was getting into film he was doing like those kids like mm -hmm. disney films and stuff like that is there any other prefer, yeah. well, no it's not <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna ask like what's uh what's kind of the roles that you would do different to to that sort of hard man uh, i like comedy that, that, i love that comedy yeah okay uh, as well. yeah I, I really enjoy comedy and and the film that we shot in serbia um was a comedy called the, the machine which is coming out early next year um that was really enjoyable too. I've done a couple of comedies. There's one called Kill Ben Like, which was uh, set in France. So that's something that I really enjoy doing. Nice. Really enjoy doing. I mean, there's there's certain things that I don't think I'd enjoy as in character-wise and I'd probably stay away from, but... What are those? <sighs> anything too serious, like, okay. do you know what I mean? And, and any anything that's playing completely left to my right. Uh, you know, I'm not a trained actor. I've grown into acting. I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm not good at. And I want to be taken serious as an actor. So I want to try and stay in my, not, not so much in my comfort zone, Just but know where niche, I'm good yeah. and know, know what yeah. I can do and what I can't do. And I wouldn't want to go on onto a film and, and, and damage the, the film 
and the potential of the film by trying to play something that I'm, I know I'm not good at. Mm-hmm. Do you know or, what or I mean? I think that's really interesting. Yeah. And, you know, obviously it's so, you know, because of your size and the way you look and, you know, you're obviously covered in tattoos as well. It's, um, it's, it's, it's more challenging for, you, for almost in a way to step out of a typecast or, or whatever that you know maybe I mean I'm getting people all the time now just only pitching boxing films to me mm-hmm. they've just done a boxing done film one. Yeah. and it's like ugh, that's like the last thing I yeah, want to look yeah, at at yeah, the moment yeah. but what I find really interesting is there is you know obviously not knowing you too long but we've spoken quite a lot there is a nice like really good energy almost like a sensitive side mm-hmm. which I think if as soon as you find that role that taps into that it's just gonna pop because yeah, that, that that sort of juxtaposition between you being really big and you know that comes with being masculine and all right we're never going to see that guy cry or we're never going to see him break down or we're never going to see any kind of emotional um you know aspect to him it's going to be really nice to tap into that and i think you i think that's like yeah think, there you I, know it's i think, it's I think as well I think acting you, you take a lot of of your personal traits and put into a film you know you'll see a lot of actors and then when you meet them in real life you're like oh my god you really are that person from yeah. that film and and the more you're around the more you're around actors and films, the more you realize a lot of actors don't act. But most, most of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. sounds yeah. really themselves. weird, but yeah. they just play themselves. 90% yeah. of actors are playing themselves. You look at Tom Cruise. You or, look or, at, or Ray Winston. Look at Rock, you look at every, you have Ray Winston. I mean, yeah. they're all playing themselves. And that's, I think that's a, I think people shouldn't shy away with that. But there used to be a time period where I used to think, oh, I want to try and be this method actor and be like Marlon Brando and all these kind of mm-hmm. things. But really, if you're playing to yourself and people like that, yeah, that no, means, that, that means you're likable as and a person. And this is what I said as well. I, you know, I, I, I know where my limitations lie in life and, and with what I'm doing. And, and I love having the opportunities to work on film. And just, we just shot Red Sonja and the character I played in that, General Carlack, I can't go into too much detail on, on, on what he looked like and so on and so forth. But it was, it obviously wasn't me. Um, and it was a character created, which I really really had fun doing yeah um and i was able to sort of transform into something else while on that film uh, but it's it's kind of a character that i would have been as a five-year-old playing around do you, right. do you know what i mean that yeah, would have yeah. uh, a, a big brute yeah. and, and yeah. that type of thing so it's something that i i find easier to, yeah. to do comedy allows you to be a bit more flexible as comedy well, gives yeah. you a bit of a freedom to, Free, yeah, freedom yeah, to, to roam to, yeah, yeah, really Show does, and, and not to not to take yourself too seriously as well, which I think would play well, did play well for me and and my size and, and my look, because it allows you to to give a a bit more of a personal side, yeah. and 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 I do, you know, I enjoy having a laugh and one of the lads and so on. So it, it allowed me to sort of bring that out, which was which was nice. Okay, yeah. so what if if someone came to you now and and sort of gave you the opportunity or said to you, hey, this might be a little bit out of your mm-hmm. Um, comfort zone or field, but you really liked it. Would you, would you, would you, would you kind of go, okay, I'm going to put myself in a in kind of the deep water that's different for me, or would you go, actually, no, I can't, I can't do that. I suppose uh, it's a bit of a at this stage that I'm at, I think. I'd but it was really good. Let's say it was a you know a pretty decent director with a decent film with a decent decent cast and that's. Well, nice. I, I think, I think you know from experience, the better the director, the better the cast, and the higher the budget, the yeah. more chance it's got of being a success. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the more help you'd get, you know, from other actors on 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 set and so on. If you're, you know, any actor that's grown into the industry, you know, very naive to think that it it doesn't make a difference having a phenomenal actor opposite you because they can they can take you through a scene, and and really helps you. So I think if you have that support network, I think it would it would be very hard to turn down. If it was a 
you know, a film that didn't necessarily have the budget and it was, you were carrying the film and it was a role that just didn't make sense. I, I, I think I'd shy away from it yeah. for now. But only because I'm trying to build a brand that's successful and and knowing what, similar to a boxer, I know you don't like going back to boxing. No, no, yeah. But no, you, I mean, yeah. you know, a boxer would handpick fights until he feels ready to go for the big fight. And and that's similar to how I'm sort of building my career at the moment. We're making the right decisions. We've been patient. We're picking the right opportunities. We're working on the the weaknesses, and you know, no one, no one's great overnight, and it takes time to educate yourself and to build yourself up. And and I think there's a point, there's a part of me that wants to be respectful to the industry and the people I'm working with as well. If I don't think I can do a role justice, I I'm not going to take it yet. But at the same time, I'm ambitious and hungry to 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 get there. We just have a. We it's have good a, that you know what your brand is. Yeah, we definitely, and, and that's the one thing about being typecast. <laughs> it's yeah. like okay it's terrible but at the same time it can also be phenomenal yeah, because yeah. if there's a role that's made for you you're going to get it yeah yeah and 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 at the end of the day the you know the the actor that's working is the happy actor yeah so my last question on acting have you got are you going acting or not uh no see you i knew he was going to switch it up um okay last question acting dream role dream role Oh, to work in a boxing film opposite you. I've <laughs> <laughs> made that now. Can we, as long as we, can we be naked? Can we, can we be naked? <laughs> and they wonder 10%, why he's... 10%. 100%. James gets all, uh, all, all excited when he's... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, dream role on a serious note. like Dream role. Um, <laughs> do you know what? I know, I, I know it's very predictable and very... Yeah, it can be. Very, but, but I'm, I'm a... I'm a an action type kid at heart, you know what I mean? So anything that's that's big and explosive and and fun. That's I that's why I enjoy it. I yeah, just yeah. really really do enjoy yeah. that side of it. But then also with the opportunity to act in it. Like the Red Sonia that I just filmed, I absolutely loved it. I yeah. really genuinely loved it. I didn't enjoy the prep so much in the in the you know, the makeup chair that took hours on end, but oh, I get makeup ma must have a field day with like trying to cover the tattoos. It wasn't even that. It was, it was a lot of prosthetics. So it was, uh, ah, okay. yeah, it was like a serious, serious. I'd get messages from him at like three, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, like, I'm on the way to work. Yeah. <laughs> three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, like sitting in that makeup chair for, for yeah. hours. Make, yeah. That's a makeup stream. You know, you're a makeup yeah, stream. Yeah, and that's what people, people don't realise, you know, when it comes to, to, to films is, the amount of work that goes in behind the scenes before yeah. you even get in front of the camera is is phenomenal, and that's that's not just as an actor. That's that's everyone from producers to, to writers to, to you know everyone that's involved in in, in, in making. It's a miracle, isn't it? How it's a miracle. I used to say, you know, I used to think it was, and you, you've seen a little bit, but it's a miracle how to get a good film that that is you know it's almost a miracle because there's, yeah, so, many there's so many there's so many elements. Commit yourself to marriage it. with all these people. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, you could be on, you could be. A, you could have the perfect script with the perfect role, perfect director, all this kind of stuff, and then the crew just clash. Yeah, you think, yeah, yeah, yeah. You only got a couple. And that's that's one of the things. As Everything's well, got to be in tune when you work in foreign countries. Yeah, that's something that I definitely have noticed in well Serbia and Bulgaria. It's there's a different uh, way of working. Yeah, in, in there in, is a different type of work. Ethic. It's just different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I wouldn't even say it's work ethic. I'd say it's more work. Uh, it's it, it in Bulgaria and and Serbia. This they just say yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, it doesn't matter what you're yeah. asking them to say yes, and ninety percent of the time they don't do it. <laughs> but as long as they've said yes, yeah, it makes you feel it, better. Yeah. It, I have, I have the same, same same experience yeah, with Malta. It's, it's and as long as you sort That's of understand that going into it, 
you don't get frustrated and annoyed. But yeah. but like you said, you can have yeah. the best everything and you can have one thing that's, it's not even that it's not the best, it just might not be the best for the environment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's obviously reasons why films are shot in Bulgaria and Serbia and, and Malta and so on. Um, so it's kind of one of the things where you've just got to accept it is what it is. And, and, and there's a, there's like a big shift in that. I think now it's mm-hmm. like, I, you know, I, I'm from the UK and we're in the UK, we're in London, but you know, getting someone to do something here, just, and someone that owes you a favor or anything, or you've, you've given them work before is just like, just crazy difficult. And I remember going to Malta and, you know, I can go there now and ask eight people to work, to start working for free and they do it. And it's like, it's such a different mentality. Mm-hmm. It's like, if they believe you and trust you, they'll get behind it. And then when you get that, it like, Spurs you on as well. So yeah, you I think they're also hungry to become, yeah, you know, yeah, the new to have a better level of life, so that they're willing to put the work in. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, mate, I wanted to, I want to know Sorry, more about. We're just, that's yeah. right. Now you can tell about. No, I wanted to ask more about you, really, Martin, because right? you're, <laughs> you're so interesting. Remember when I met you in Bulgaria and you were telling us this thing about like how, you know, we were going out the night before. You were sort of going home early, like keeping your head screwed on, and I just felt that that way of like focus that you had was really interesting. And we, I know we both left thinking, shit, that's a good we thing did. to take. <laughs> we were so excited. We're like, yeah, so we're gonna just... go inside. And then we met with him. We're like, shit, man, he's got his head. Like, he's got his head <laughs> yeah. screwed on yeah. in a proper focused like yeah. place, which like, is good. guys, like, my and, food's coming. And that's you're important, like just really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had a time on your phone yeah. for the, and your body's a reflection of that, and it's kind of easy to see. Um, no, but I wanted to ask you more about you. So at twenty. Is that when did you? I wanted to ask when you got your first tattoo because it's the, the rest of you is is obviously um, what would you say is very recognisable, but that's also recognisable because mm-hmm. I haven't seen tattoos that like this before. So how old were you when you got your first one? Was it twenty when you were doing the weight? No, 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 no. My first tattoo would have been like maybe twenty four, twenty five ish, that right. sort of age. Right. And then I, you I got your way up. the majority. <laughs> well, I, I got the majority of the tattoos done within. Eight nine months. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah, yeah. I went from nothing to all of this. And do you know how many you got as well? Or not? Well, they're all they're all connected, so it's difficult to okay. say. Do you know from what I mean? Very, well, if you was count them individually, yeah, but the, the pieces kind of just flow. This flows as oh, one. Yeah, There's yeah. probably oh, twenty different arms, man. Twenty different tattoos. <laughs> so it's it's difficult to sort of to pick. But the it's like my leg. <laughs> well, I got big I was legs. Going to say ah. some of those. <laughs> I got hair on my arms. I got warned if I pick on him, he's gonna cry, and I don't. I, wanna, I don't want to come across as being a bully. The aim is to get him. You already got dumped this morning. Yeah. <laughs> we can't bully him because he's got the diversity angle. So everyone was like, everyone will just throw like a bloody race card. At him. We well, can't no, you can't bully him until you cut it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's secretly. Yeah, sorry. Good. So, all right. So, and and what's uh, what is, what's the meaning for you behind? I mean, it's that personal question. I know, but it's uh, when I like my sister just got a tattoo and she's got a meaning like be, behind it. Yeah, I'd like to say there was a meaning, but no. okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just I genuinely I think I was at a stage where I, was, I sort of touched on it earlier, where I was training more out of just dislikement and, and frustration than anything, and then. The tattoos were sort of probably an extension of that, where it was like, well, I, I just feel like I need to express myself as in, I just can't be asked with everyday life and, and yeah. how you should look and how you should feel. And it was kind of a middle finger up to the whole... I really like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the whole of society. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it genuinely was. It was, you know, especially the head tattoo and the face tattoo. Was, at the time, this is going back 15 years. Right. No one had them. Yeah. Mm. No yeah, one I've had... seen a lot of people now on the back of the neck. Yeah, the no neck. one had this before. Like back girls then. even getting, like, tattoos down here and stuff on their face. And, oh, I quite like it. It looks... Yeah. It looks, <laughs> looks <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> girls oh, are tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
Both is a surprise. <laughs> Do you know what it is? I'm so fine between... At 10%, it's gone up to like 50%. I'm fascinated by them. I don't have any, but I think you're right. It's either... It's... <laughs> tattoos. Tattoos and girls. But it's either... It seems like it's either I would get something that's like really, really meaningful that can't ever be removed or like that you looks said... looks good. Or like yeah. you said, just to design your body and, and do it for a yeah, reason. Yeah, which, I think... I which think, is a nice... Like, I think that was nice kind way. of... I mean, the way it started was I just went into my friend's tattoo shop and um, I was training him. I used to own a gym. I was training him and in return for training, he was like, do you want some tattoos? I was like, oh, yeah, why not? And it was, what do, you, what do you want? I was like, I don't know. And I went down there and we just figured it out there and then and it just sort of flew and uh, carried on and carried on. And, 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 and then it got to the point where I was like, right, do you know what? I'm just going to go extreme with this. Yeah. And the more that I told people my idea, the more they were telling me it was a stupid one, the, the push you up idea. more to do it. Yeah, yeah, I was like, no, I'm not doing it. And, and I've always it. been the same. I'm, I'm, you know, if you tell me to go left, I'll go right. right yeah. Yeah. Because I just, I can't stand it. And you're going to have, you yeah. have more? I'm, I'm currently getting, I'm in the process of doing a massive one on my back, yeah. So, oh, shit. yeah, I hadn't had any for like... Anyway, no? well, covered. Yeah, with this new one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Still not being finished. But um, it's, it's sort of a stage now where it's just it's so bloody frustrating getting tattoos because you have to stop training for like three or four days and and obviously if I'm if I'm away it's it's getting the time right, it's yeah, just yeah. time now more than anything I love what that stands for though that you know going against like the grain and against what a lot of people are doing now because it's after all that's happened the last few years more and more people seem to be going down a, a certain route right mm-hmm. like following so saying that and being your own individual person I think it's a really good thing. I think what it was for me I was I, I always tried my best to fit in. And then no matter what I did to try and fit in, it just didn't happen. Right. And I was like, well, I'm not going to try and fit in anymore. I just completely extreme. Yeah. And I, I genuinely think that's what it was. It was a, it, it was a little bit of, you know, I tried, I tried to do this. I tried to, to do that. And it, it just all backfired. And obviously the cricket finishing. Yeah. And, and, and cricket for me was you turn up in a suit and blazer and you'd be very professional and, you know, your hair yeah, was, yeah. Your oh, hair, yeah, yeah. All the whites and everything. Everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very, it was, it was a massive gentleman's sport. Yeah. And, you know, I lived that life for 10 years and I was always, because I was good at cricket, it gave me the opportunity to be around um, successful cricket players, which normally come from affluent families. Yeah. So I was always the black sheep in that area anyway. Right. And for me, it was like, I'll kind of fuck it. I'll just be my own person now. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't like it, tough. But the yeah. great thing about that is, you know, you not wanting or needing to fit in and go on that extreme route now. You know, you're extremely recognisable. Everyone best, wants to know you. Everyone wants to. It was the best branding I ever did in yeah. my life, and yeah. it was course, it was yeah. weird. I remember, so I, was, I had a gym at the time, and I was personal training. And I was, you know, I was I had some nice clients who had some nice ordinary jobs, and I don't mean that with being disrespectful, but just ordinary jobs that they didn't particularly like, but were trapped because they had to pay the bills every month. So you yeah. ended up getting trapped in that forty to sixty thousand pound uh, pay bracket, which you're earning enough that you can't quit but you're not earning enough that you can do something you enjoy. And it was that, 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 that hole. And I remember it was, you know, there was quite a few of my clients from, from that bracket that was telling me how much I was going to destroy my life. And it was, it was a stupid thing to get tattooed on my face. And, 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 and for me, it was, it was kind of a shrug and, and smile type thing thinking I'll fucking show you. Yeah. And, and, and the irony is obviously my life changed from that point on. And I'm now living the life that I'm living, being able to do exactly what I want, when I want, how I want. I've got multiple businesses and working in film and, you know, without sounding egotistical, doing well. Yeah. 
and they're still doing that same job yeah, yeah. because yeah. they never had the balls to do what they want yeah. but that, that's a product of being thinking for yourself basically yeah what you, I think. yeah standing up it. for yourself and, and wanting to wanting to wanting to live your life for you and not not trying to make you know not trying to be something everyone else wants you to be yeah. you're changing the stereotype because uh you know you're known as the scariest man mm-hmm. on the planet at the moment but because of all the tattoos but you, oh is that why yeah, I mean, that's, that's what, and the, and the size wow. of it. Wow. Has he ever put his hand on your shoulder when you're just talking to him as a mate? It's like, I thought I could handle myself. That's, that's and then why I'm, like, I'm sitting here. <laughs> I'm afraid now. But, uh, no, that's it. Like, it's, it. It's literally like having those tattoos and you're, like, you're, you're changing the stereotype because you don't just have to have tattoos on your face and, and be a... Uh, formidably no, scary I, I, person. I, I, I think you know, as well. The you're scary, a genuine man. No, nice but I person. think the scariest person in the room is probably the nicest person in the room. Yeah, of course. That's real fear. Do you know what I mean? I, I, yeah. The 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 big shouty stereotypical scary man is the softest one in the room normally, and that's that's you know everyone judges a book by its cover and so on and so forth. And I I get judged all the time. A lot of people will judge me for what they think I am or who they think I am and have absolutely no idea. The, the real person inside and 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 that's that's something that i've uh, you know I've, I've caused my own i wouldn't say a problem but i've created that and people will create an image and and presume i'm a person that they have absolutely no idea who i am purely because i've got a tattoo and i've trained in the gym yeah and and, and that's fine by me i don't mind yeah. it, it helps cut out the idiots yeah. in my eyes yeah. because i can you know if we're friends like we, we are now it's because you know the real person Exactly, and, and, and that's it. And, it, and it's, if you want to judge me because of how I look, I'm happy with that. Yeah, I love that as well. You know, having having that, the, finding the smart people that realise between that. Because you know, I I don't know if you someone said this, but you you know you were dubbed the most intimidating looking man on the planet, and yet you know, obviously you can handle yourself, and you you're a man. Yeah, but I think but you're you're still a you're still human, and you're you're a nice down to earth guy. Yeah. who, who it, has all these. Do you know, I think yeah, it, I think you fit well. what Jordan Peterson says in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like every time I met, I'm like, I actually when I put a picture up, I was like the nicest guy ever because you're so so nice and to, like I hope don't say don't don't, don't sound patronising because you are and okay. I, I'm saying that in front of you here. You're gay and you see that probably in him because you see it in everyone. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but Jordan Peterson says like you know to to be a nice person, but you you have the potential like I think we do as well. To, to be a dangerous person, otherwise, what is there to you? But you're a not like a really nice guy, and I think he sums that up really well when he articulates that. And that's how uh, you come. Across. I think to be a nice person, you have to be dangerous as well. You have to have the potentiality. Oh, right, okay. When the when when the shit hits the fan, they call a fireman who's strong as fuck. When the shit hits the fan, like right. Bisping is a fireman, right? When they call, you know, the when if you're well, Ricky, in your, Ricky as well, wouldn't it? Ricky, the nicest guy. Uh, Martin, the nicest guy. But uh, Jordan, Jordan Peterson has said something like, "To be a lover, you have to be a fighter." Yeah. And, and, and by Something that, simple like that, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 what I, I remember him saying that. And it makes a lot of sense because you've got to be able to protect and stick up for yourself mm. and stand your ground. Yeah. To, sh- to 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 be able to show that love. Do you know what I mean? And and yeah. and, and I, I I get I, I actually listened to quite a bit of Jordan Peterson, I think he's very is it Peterson or Peters? Peterson. Peterson, Peterson. Yeah. yeah. And um He's a genius, he's a very, very he's very, very, very switched yeah. on. Yeah. I, I know. If you notice how he came out, he started and came you know, he was very controversial at first, and, mm-hmm. and there was a very divided. That, he was at the university, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They said, um, you know, do you support Nazis? And he went, where's the, you know, where's the Nazis? When have I ever said that? And uh, you know, when he when he just went on those shows and started just destroying those reporters, those mainly female mm-hmm. reporters about different things, he just went from someone that was very split to now 
every, you know, every person I think, even women, every person I speak to always likes Jordan Peterson. Yeah, I think he speaks a lot of sense, and I think Very he speaks. You know, obviously, I'm a, a married, a married man with three children, and and for me, a lot of the stuff he speaks about the household, I, I think he's bang on. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not sexist or a prude in any sense, but I think it's very important that, you know, the the household has that nurturing mother, yeah. has that protection, protected father, and so on. Yeah, and having that female and male. I think, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I think, I think yeah, it's, it's very fun. important to have. You know, I've got two two daughters and a, and a son, and you can definitely tell the difference between their genders, at the ages they're at, a ten year old, a five year old, and a two year old, and the two year old is absolutely nuts, full of testosterone. I know it's not, but full of yeah. full of boisterousness, and yeah. and yeah. he just wants to smack people with swords and, and <laughs> run around and absolutely <laughs> absolutely crazy and. And, and as boyish as, as boys can be. And then the girls are completely different. And there's a different relationship between me and my daughters and there is with me yeah. and my son. And the same with my wife. It's a different it's a different relationship. And I think that's where, you know, a lot of it gets lost in today's society in the sense of, and I'm, I mean, I'm not judging people on how they want to bring up the children, but I do think a traditional upbringing, there's a lot of benefits and values yeah. to, to the children having that. Um, you know, stats speak for themselves. Don't and they? we see that lovely side of you on social media, you know, with you're, you're either training or working and then you go home and you're like, mm-hmm. this is my best time, my daddy time. Yeah, it definitely. Se- it seems a bit crazy and chaotic because yeah. they're all running around. Yeah, it's nuts. So what did, what did like, what did having children do for you or what does think, it do for you? you no, know I think having children for me calmed me down. Right. And actually made me have some value on life. And I think that was a good thing for me at that time because I'd probably be dead by now. Which wow. sounds yeah. a bit like OTT and dramatic, yeah, yeah, but, there, but was, no. I, there was nothing I ever, uh, there was no reason for me to exist. Which, and I think a lot of people find themselves in that position at the moment, especially with how tough it is out there. Is, you know, you finding a purpose is really important. Right. And, and, and I think for me, my, you know, my, my children definitely gave me that purpose. And, and I wouldn't want to gamble with my life and, and do silly things and, and, you know, not value. The importance of health and, and so on now. Whereas when I was younger, I was reckless, and I think every, I think a lot of people are. I think what, when young. you say reckless, like it's interesting and as an insight. In your twenties, what sort of stuff were you doing? Just no, nothing, nothing crazy. But right. I mean, there was no, you know, if I was to jump off a building on a bungee, it was, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think twice about it. Or, yeah. you know, that, or, yeah. or race yeah. the car around the track and just yeah. stupid yeah. things. Nothing, nothing crazy like, you know, reckless. There's no real. Well, even going out and drinking, goes, yeah, start, if this goes wrong, it goes yeah. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Even going out and drinking, you, yeah. you know, you go out drinking for 10 years, you're going to end up with a... Yeah, it's just, you know, I'm 40 now and it's like, for me now, it's, my health is just as important as anything else and, you know, a lot of people, health is wealth and, and I think only when you get older and you have things that you're responsible for, you you really understand and appreciate what that means and, and, and for me, it's ha- having children really gave me that purpose, which, right. which I think is helped me a lot. what does it do yeah. for you now is it it is it that moment where you go home and you go oh thank god like you know shut the door on people and this yeah, is what, yeah this yeah. is what i love yeah this is who i love yeah massively i mean i'm in a i'm in a really good place at the moment i think age-wise and enjoying life-wise um you know i'm i'm probably the happiest i've i've ever been sat in bed reading stories to my kids oh, and that so that nice. that's something i think you get when you're a when you're a bit older and you sort of go through it all and you realize, you know, there's, there's something quite warming and nice about you. The, the vulnerability of your, of your child will just relax and sleep in your arms. 
and and you're the the one person that can can do that can do that for them they wouldn't do it for yeah others yeah. and and that's that type of you know we, i've got a good relationship with my kids i mean you see it a bit through social but i'm an old-fashioned parent where i'll you know i'll play games i'll read books i'll i'll, I'll do i'll do stuff that i did with my parents and grandparents when I was little chess or frustration yeah. Yeah. or okay. monopoly like yeah. old-fashioned games yeah. and, you're not just sitting on the sofa and they're on the ipad no yeah. no no I, I you know try and limit that as much as possible you know they've got to I, they have to have technology to a degree because going forward life is about technology mm. and you know they need to understand how to utilize it and use it but I also think you get addicted to it in a dangerous way where you lose the bond and and losing that bond with your children is a dangerous place to be yeah yeah. It's honouring your responsibilities as a, as a father because there's so many distractions and uh, temptations out there in this world and you're just giving them that traditional upbringing so they can have a similar lifestyle to what you had. Definitely. Uh, as I, well as... I think, you know, I think that's what's really important as well yeah. is, is, to, is to appreciate how important your role is mm. with, with your children. And if you take that for granted or not so much take it for granted but if you don't live up to your responsibilities mm. ultimately it's going to affect your children when they grow yeah and and that's something that you don't realize you know when you when you have your first kid you don't realize how serious it is i know we're getting quite deep here but yeah you're literally just giving a baby like whoa what the fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was for me the first time i ever understood the importance of being a dad and the responsibility was was literally Two minutes after they say right, when, the when, wife gave, yeah. gave birth. They say when like, a man does that, it immediately well, changes. I was starving. Yeah. Oh, I know it sounds stupid, right? I was absolutely starving. She'd been in labor 10 hours. And, and I, I didn't bring any food in there. I just straight to hospital. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so hungry. And I was I was massive at the time. And I went through all the pregnancy and, and she gave birth. And I remember I remember sitting there going, oh, thank God for that. I can go get some food. <laughs> I know it sounds ridiculous <laughs> yeah. and stupid, but I was absolutely <laughs> and then all of a sudden we were like okay there's a problem with the placenta and i was like what the fuck's the placenta what are they on about oh we're gonna have to take it down we're gonna have to get it out we're gonna have to get it out right okay and then literally wrapped imogen up and give her to me this baby that was like two minutes old crying and gave her to me and i'm like well, I'm off to get food. What the fuck are you giving me this for? <laughs> yeah. And then they took my yeah. wife down to surgery to get the placenta out. And I was like, oh my fucking God. Like, yeah. That's that's it. And you realize at that point that your life isn't yours anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Everything yeah. that you do, this child has to come first. Yeah. yeah. And it was a bloody big wake. Yeah. I was very selfish when I was, you know, right. when I had no children. I did what I want when I wanted to do. I went to the gym when I wanted to, I ate when I wanted to, or I did the work when I wanted to, or self-employed. So it was, it was me, 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 me. And then at that point, you realize that it's no longer you. And it shifts for the right reasons. Because if you, shifts, you know, yeah, you, you were probably too selfish in a way. And yeah. I was a boy. Yeah. And I don't think you turn into a man till you have children. I think yeah. you, you yeah. remain a boy because you don't have responsibilities. Right. Yeah. You might have bills and mortgages and that, but that's for you. That's yeah. not for someone else. That's yeah. true. Yeah. And, and in all honesty, it's like, there's only so much money you need and there's only so many, so many bills you need to pay. And then there becomes a point where it becomes greed. Yeah. And and yeah. you know it's not that it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's not essential. Mm-hmm. And the difference is, being a dad is essential, and mm-hmm. you know it's a it's a serious job. Landmark. Uh, this is where you go. No. Well, <laughs> there's there's the potential to have more. I haven't. Yeah. I'm mean, not doing anything not to have more, yeah. but 
probably not the best idea at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> three is a good balance, I'd say. What do you, three is three is yeah, yeah. difficult. Yeah. What other things did you do in your twenties and thirties? Did you have any like crazy jobs, or was it running the gym, or was it other things you did? Security, like personal protection. Okay. Um, any interest in people? <laughs> Just laughing. Yeah, quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> Six foot seven. Oh, no, 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 no. Tattoos. Can you give us one? Live you know, oh, hopefully well. dead. <laughs> so, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> used to knock a few doors. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I, used to, I used to work out in a very tough gym with very tough people and there was uh, job opportunities to, to do security work. And I mean, I think it was, most, it was mostly legal. <laughs> but it was it was just protection it was just protection uh, you know like whether it be business people or right. um, celebrities did some I used to work for a company I think they were called MMA which is music and arts so it was like yeah, musicians and so on um, it was quite funny I remember doing the clothes show and I was I was looking after Vernon Kay oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I met him like a few years later and, and now we're pals so it was okay. it was, it was so just like one of them random ones and I, I looked after quite a few people uh, in, in the music game, to be fair, back in the day, and that was that was a nice little side hustle. Was anyone yeah. stupid enough to sort of like give you a go or like no, 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 no. Everyone was brilliant. To be fair, it yeah. was it was all it was just a very easy, quiet, calm. I mean, when we did when we did the uh, personal protection, it was more just everyday people. I say that um, there was like probably seven or eight guys my size, so. Right, right. Yeah, it would have been a very silly person that tried to. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I walked, was walking down a road in Mayfair the other day and there, were this, there was this new private members club that's opened up and there was a car outside and I walked down this alley and they were protecting this guy mm -hmm. and I went a bit too close to the car. And the way they looked at me, I just instantly knew. You should move away. Uh, that I should move away. And it's just, <laughs> you can get that energy. It's kind of rare, but it, they were such scary men. Mm -hmm. I, just the look they got, I don't know if they must have been ex-SAS or whatever. And in, in the moment, I knew I needed to move away from that car because mm -hmm. they just weren't, weren't happy with me being there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think it, a lot of it depends on who you're looking after and, and, yeah. and, and then also a combination of the actual team you're working with. You can, you can get some teams that are so over the top and, and just cause trouble for no reason yeah. just because you, they're in a big group. And you, you, Remember did, you got hooked on Russell Crowe's bodyguard. Yeah, he was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Because when we was filming, when Matt was filming a prize fighter, Russell Crowe had two bodyguards. One of them's like a big old unit, loveliest guy ever, an ex uh, rugby, ex -rugby player. player from the Sam, Sam, Burgess. Sam Burgess, really yeah. nice guy. And then the other one I didn't know, but, but and and Matt went look look over there, and he was sort of standing over, sitting over in the corner. Just no, this sit. was a rat party. He was Russell was having. We were having food there. Yeah, Russell would organise a party for all of us to sort of you know, and there was I don't know like fifty people there, and um and I saw this guy and uh. You go, Matt goes to me, just look at him every 10 minutes. And every 10 minutes, he sort of just gives uh, Russell the nod just to make sure everything's okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I went over there to him and I said, like, who are all these people around Russell? Like, he went, well, that's the guy's daughter. That's the, uh, he knew everybody there. And then I said, I said to him, like, you know, the other bounce is massive. He's fucking huge. And he, and he basically got, he was only because he's quite a small guy. He got yeah, off he was like chair. an oldish, oldish dude as well. Yeah, he works yeah. in South Africa on the... Um, I don't want to say he kills poachers. I couldn't say it would probably kill, kill, kill me. <laughs> well, I, just, he, I just said it. All right. He, well, he gets poachers. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he basically went like this, grabbed my throat, right? and Because uh, he wanted to show me what he could do. And I couldn't move. I just couldn't move. And I slowly, like really slowly tried to get him off. And I wasn't pissed off because it was amazing to see the strength that this sort of little guy had and how he protects, you know, how he protects uh, people. Pissed. 
<laughs> no, but he became really fascinated by it because he was just hidden in the corner. But it was it was a little bit like you know, it's smarter guy because it's, it's the quietest yeah. man yeah. in the room. It's the one that's yeah. the most dangerous. Yeah, yeah, like you said. Okay, so all right, so you did wanted a sort of art. So bring to, uh, coming up to the sort of current time. There's like really interesting stuff going on. So you spent a bit in time in Dubai, mm -hmm. and the two things that caused a lot of furore online was one which was an amazing eye-opener to me, was this Iranian Hulk thing. Okay. Like, I remember seeing pictures of him and just thinking, holy shit, mm -hmm. he's massive. That's and then I saw, now I know you're big, so most people compared to you are going to be small, but I saw him square up to you, and I thought, hold on, this is like, this, this, these pictures are fake mm -hmm. online. Yeah. So he's obviously done something to Photoshop himself, because and I, and I, I was telling Matt about him, because he, he said, no, 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 he's huge. And I said, no, he's not. And that's like a really dangerous thing online, whether it's, you know, anyone putting something out that is completely not them. You know, mm -hmm. like Matt. <laughs> 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 Matt, this is all you're going to get. Now. This is all you're get. <laughs> I love it. It's from a good. Yeah. So, like, so do, I know you've done a bit of boxing. I've seen seen the videos of you hitting the pads. Obviously, you know you're a big guy. Is there any fights lined up? Do you think you'll have any boxing matches going ahead? Boxing, probably not. Um, well, I don't know. <laughs> Boxing, probably not. MMA, there's been two or three offers right. um, to do something. My my biggest thing is to do to do a fight now, and we, we briefly touched on this earlier, it has yeah. to make sense. Um, you know, I first got offered the opportunity four years ago, and then we had COVID. Um, the reason the first, I, I got offered a fight about four years ago for KSW, maybe three years ago. And then about two, three weeks after we got offered this contract, Fast and Furious offered me a fight in the film. Now, they offered me a part in the film. It was about three, four months before I was allowed to announce it. So, obviously, I've had to turn this fight down. Everyone's slagging me off on the internet, saying, oh, he's bottled it. He doesn't want to do it. He has, he's this, is that. And you, you can imagine the frustration yeah, for me. I'm like, oh, my God, I, I can't tell you why I can't do the fight, but I can't do the fight. <laughs> so, it got, of course, it made me look like an absolute sausage for, um, for, for, for not following through with it. And then... Obviously, we had the boxing one, and the boxing one was you know, the Iranian guy that turned up, and again, that was just a massive farce. Was he just a lot smaller in person? Oh god, yeah, just like, a, a lot. Of everything is a lot, a lot different in person. Um, completely different. Completely. Like, to not, the point where you said, "I, I can't fight you." Yeah, no, it, it wasn't even so that. It's like I, I briefly touched on it before. He's just, he just wasn't. Uh, I don't think he was all there. That's the uh, nicest way to put it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just, just. Yeah. And, and and for me, I just couldn't fight someone like that. Yeah. It just wasn't the right but, thing to do. Well, and well, to prove that as well, when you were in, uh, you were somewhere in Dubai on a platform, and uh, he sort of uh, you pushed him, which was really interesting to watch. And then he came, <laughs> he came forward, right, to try and and that actually was quite a scary strength. So he he but, told me he well he told his team had told our team that he was a professional MMA fighter from Iran. Right? Yeah. Now obviously Iranians and wrestling and and so on, yeah. phenomenal. So that was that was what really interested me. I thought four hundred pounds, six foot five, professional MMA wants to do a box match. Like this would be a great, great event. And then he turned up and he wasn't anywhere near that stat. Um, but then, like you said, in the second time when he tried to take me down, the way he's tried to take me down, I was like, "There's no way he's had a yeah. fight in his life." And you literally, with one, so he went up. He sort of like tried to rugby tackle you in your middle, yeah. And you literally just got him aside like that, stayed standing up, didn't right. even. He basically didn't even budge you. <laughs> oh, shit, threw him on the floor, and then everyone was like, "Hold on, this is this is ridiculous." But he looks so different. Like he even puts his arms out like this. Yeah, he puts his arms out and walked up, and I just thought, 
it's unbelievable that people catfish still like that, you know? It was unbelievable the size difference of this guy who's obviously getting a lot of following online and he's completely different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So sorry, Martin, I interrupted you there. Sure, I can't remember what you're talking about. Oh, uh, <laughs> fighting, fighting. But yeah, so so there's the opportunity to, to do the boxing match which fell through. And not only did it fall through, it it it, it was it was very close to being extremely damaging brand wise. And and that was something that I didn't want to to be associated with. And and also there's still a lot of money being owed out to people, which leaves me stuck in the middle because yeah. the company that hired me to work for them haven't paid the refunds back. So it makes me look like luckily a lot of the people who have been in touch with me understand where I'm at. So I'm trying to fight the legal side of that for these yeah. people. Yeah. I wasted six months of my life training for a fight that never happened. Yeah. Put two films off. So it's it kind of left a bit of a Sour taste in my mouth. Yeah, it was like that with uh, yeah. Eddie Hall when he was fighting uh, yeah. Thor, and and he was saying to us, uh, he still hasn't been paid for. for that. Yeah, well, I didn't want to mention just... that, but that was another reason. He, 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 that he, 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 didn't want but, to fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. the sponsors yeah. all fell through. Yeah, so it was there. Eddie I mean, was coming for you. No, he, he admitted it on the pod. He said, "I've said this before," but uh, <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah. why I brought yeah. it up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. what yeah. what would you prefer, like boxing or MMA? MMA, 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 one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent MMA. I just love. I love. I, I love ground you can, work. You can get your kicks in. And, and no, no, in. more jujitsu and wrestling. Um, okay. Like, yeah. That's 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 what I enjoy. Yeah. Oh. And that's where my strengths lie, definitely. Um, just size-wise as yeah. well, you know, it yeah. makes sense. And and I'm not saying I want to fight professionally MMA and all this nonsense. I just enjoy it. Mm -hmm. That's that's that's. It's got to make sense. I mean, there's a, bit, yeah. there's a bit of excitement going around with obviously all the YouTube stuff. And there's a, that's it. There's a know, lot of celebrity fights yeah. going on and so on. And, and I'm all up for that if it makes sense. Yeah, but it's got to make sense. If it starts becoming a bit of a... Uh, a laughing stock and yeah. sort of a, a like a comedy fight club. I'm not really, I'm not really there at the moment. Mm -hmm. To be fair, I'd rather be taken seriously, not as a, not as a professional fighter, but someone that trains, yeah, exactly, bloody hard for it. Yeah, you know, I'll put my my all into it, and and ultimately, my heart's in acting. Yeah, yeah. it really is. Well, you mentioned Fast and Furious. I mean, we've touched a bit on the acting, but that must have been a, a kind of unique, different experience. And, yeah, I, and it's well, weird because I've I've been on major films doing yeah. stunt work and it, it, sometimes they come in where they're really good and sometimes they're really shit but it's interesting to see what your experience was like that because it, it it was yeah, it's a massive film yeah for me Huge. I think it, it may have been a film that hit me two years early okay in, in the sense that when did you do it when was that what? a couple of years right, ago okay. and, and it was it was held off with COVID right so we, we shot that a while ago but it would have been a film that I think I would have enjoyed more had I been at this stage of my career okay and could have actually had a large part in it rather than just come and feel like a glorified extra, which is what I felt. Right. It's still great to be part of it and so on and so forth, but the, I want to I be an actor in the film now and not yeah. just, yeah. just do it. Well, you, if you've done stunt work, you understand. Yeah, the stunt work's very big, similar. There's yeah. a big, yeah. big difference between doing stunt work yeah. and being an actor. 9% is health and safety. You, you know, you, you get you it's go through like, characters. Just, you yeah, it's make just it. kind of, you're all excited to be on a film and then all of a sudden you're just like that in a, yeah. in a massive pond. And you get and so bored so easy. That's the It's thing. not even so much about the boredom for me. It's about the... The, my competitiveness. Yeah, you like, want to play a character. I don't want to just take yeah. part in something. I want to be in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I want to be. I want to be it. And that's why I've I've really enjoyed the last two, three films that I've been been on, um, because I've had good, really good roles, and, and I can feel that evolution of the of the acting. Are you doing any acting training? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I do. I do. I, do you know the way I look at acting is the same as I look at fitness work and gym. Yeah. You know, you might look fantastic today, but if you stop training today, you'll yeah. look terrible in a week. It's mastering the craft. I think. I think. It's, oh, 
I think it's that and just staying on top of it mm-hmm. and 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 practicing and and keeping your tools sharp mm-hmm. because it's you know it's it's like I said it's the same as same as training in a degree. If you stop training, your body, your muscle memory, and everything will change. And it's and it's similar when it comes to the, to the acting for me. Obviously, being an actor and having lines to remember and having to perform is a skill. Yeah. And if you stop practicing that skill, you'll become rusty. And you, yeah. the last thing you want to do is turn up for your first day on a big film and be terrible. How did you balance the acting world and being on production, uh, even on pre-production? There's there's a lot of time and, uh, and effort that goes into the preparations there, with your uh, gym regime. How did you balance the two? That was that was difficult. That was very difficult, and and also because of the the heat uh, exhaustion that I went through, um, and and the character I was playing, and the impact that that character had on my system to try and keep the training up was was very difficult. And obviously, your food as well. Everything oh, when you when you're on set and you're playing playing a role that's so physically demanding, everything else gets impacted two three days later. Oh, yeah. So although I was training, it was I was nowhere near training for what I I would classify training. Mm-hmm. It was more just going through the motions, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So what, uh, we were saying a bit about Dubai earlier. It seems to be like just getting busier and busier. Mm-hmm. More people going there. Bit of a freer place to go. Safe. You liked it there, right? And you- I love Dubai. Yeah, I yeah. think Dubai's awesome. I think it's it's one of them places where you're around success, and everyone that you're around wants wants you to be good at what you're doing uh, they want to help you as well which is a it's a bizarre thing in Dubai it's kind of it's just we were talking about energy earlier and being around good people with good energy and and to me Dubai is just that you you tend to you're just meeting people that are there for the same reason and that's to be successful mm-hmm. and they want to grow and it's like it's yeah. a, it's, it's just like an awesome networking place and a yeah. hub a hub for success that's such I, a great way to describe it. Going it really to a place is. where other people want to be successful. Just like-minded people. That's just so and, and there's so many like-minded people. And, and the thing is, they're all hungry for success, yeah. but they've all got different areas of success. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're not they're not stupid. They know that if they if they you know, if us four were to go out, we'd all have different strengths, different opportunities, and we can network with each other. My business will help your business, and then our business together might help your business. And everyone's like one massive family out there. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. And until you you know, until you, you go out there and experience it and take, you know, t- take time to to really get to know people and network, yeah. you don't really appreciate it. I totally agree. I yeah. think Dubai really does have that energy. But I've been there a couple of times now and it's just like... It's a different it, energy. It really it is, is yeah. it's, and, and, and the thing I like about it, it's, it's, it's extremely safe, like ridiculously safe. Yeah. Um, and the... It's just got a nice feeling about it for me Dubai and and I think it's one of the ones where unless you go and, and experience it you don't really appreciate it yeah. you know you've it's, got to it's sort of growing on me I've been a few times mm-hmm. and I wasn't that keen at the beginning because my mind you know you tell yourself oh, I want a bit of nature I want this but the more and more I go and compare it yeah. to other places yeah. you're like oh, right, this is good and yeah. like you say the energy people are just getting stuff done yeah 100% I think you've got to you've got to accept Dubai for what it is yeah mm-hmm. and and, it, yeah. and you know you're not going to get the nature as in the history of, yeah. uh, you know, like a, yeah. a, a wild jungle or so on. They're, I mean, they're doing their best to build pretty much everything you can ever imagine in yeah, Dubai and they're spending the money. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous, but it's still man-made. And as yeah, long as you yeah. can accept it for what it is and and, and appreciate appreciate it for what it is yeah. and, and 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 respect their way of life as well. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? This, at the same time as, 
you know, it's very welcoming and, 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 and so on. It's still a different country with different yeah. rules and yeah. different um, different ways. And and I think it's important that we don't forget that. Yeah. And I think we cannot we we always we always tend to think that we know best and, and that we are right in every every element of life. And yeah. it's it's kind of one of the ones with, with Dubai if you if you just be respectful and, mm. and, and go there with you know clear objectives, it can yeah. be a phenomenal the, place to be. The rules yeah. and regulations yeah. don't really impact people think, as much as they think. They, they, I, they in Dubai, it's very, it's, very chilled. I yeah. haven't been there during Ramadan, and that's supposed to be yeah. slightly different, but only with certain rules. Like, yeah, just not I don't eating know how food ch- in other people. Yeah, so apparently people. walking around with water in your hand is a no-go outside, and eating yeah. outside is a no-go during their religious hours, but you can... Go in private and eat. Yeah. Not not paying loans back. <laughs> yeah, there's a big thing about that. <laughs> but I think that's a great thing. Yeah, it's yeah. a great thing. To, to me, I think I think we're too soft. Yeah. I watched a I watched a, a, a program the other day. I don't know if you saw it on Channel Four about that guy who they attempted to rob his motorbike and broke into his house with um, with some tools. What in Dubai? No, in England. Oh, in England. Okay. And and he chased them and ran them up, ran them down, and he ended up doing 22 months in prison. And they got away with it. Ah. And not only that, his wife got an abortion because it was their first baby and they had no money. He'd spent it all on the barristers knowing he was going to go to prison. So they got an abortion and the the, the kids literally got 20 hours service and that was it. Walked away with with nothing. I mean, they got hurt on the bike, but good. Do you know what I mean? Like They're broken in with crowbars to for a reason yeah. he's chased him in the van ran him off and, and he's doing 22 months in prison yeah. and that's what I, I just we're yeah. just soft and it's, yeah, we're just, yeah, it's yeah. just stupid and yeah. there's and no justice there there's no, if, that, no. if that happened in America it, you'll be trespassing on that person oh 100% it'd be property, right to yeah. walk out and shoot you yeah yeah, yeah. Which, exactly and it's, and it's like we just, we've just we just gone so soft in this country and, and so protective of, of, of criminals and so yeah. on it's mm-hmm. just it's, it's sickening to see yeah. and, and, and I think that's sort of when it comes bringing about to, to, to buy it to Dubai and so on, it's it just every a lot of the rules that there, that there are make sense. Yeah, and it's just I love what you said about Dubai as well with the link with businesses and, and different things because it's like it's so hard these days. It's so like almost hard to say to someone, "Hey, can you can I have a favor?" Or your business might mm-hmm. help my business, or you know, come here and do this, and I'll you know repay your favor. It's so it's so sort of fickle in a weird. Well, way. a lot of people want want financial return yeah. straight away yeah they want yeah and, exactly. and, and in yeah. and in dubai i think people are a lot more long term yeah. it's more about respect I yeah think. It's uh, yeah and that comes that that also yeah. goes back to what i was yeah. saying about appreciating their yeah uh you know their their ways yeah cultural respect yeah a lot you know a lot of 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 of, of being around you know the the original people from dubai yeah and their beliefs and their their um, religious beliefs and so on is, is very family and friends and and yeah. honor and respect loyalty, and yeah. loyalty and, yeah. and 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 it's you can you can feel it and see it and like you're you're welcomed and 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 what I like about it is that you're welcomed a hundred percent but then you lose one percent you've lost a hundred percent yeah and that's what I think it should be I, I don't yeah. think you yeah. should um, you should have the respect of someone if you if you go behind the back and, yeah. and yeah. you should be kicked out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I agree with that one hundred percent. London's been crazy though. Yeah. Like the number of stabbings every weekend. The oh, number of I've, I've seen all the videos. People like deliver dressed up in pull a Rolex out of a guy's delivery car, drivers' yeah. cars. Yeah, they're hitting yeah. like the window with a little hammer, taking the thing out, and you can't really do anything. I actually started reading up on the law last week. What physical force you're allowed to use? 
And in England, you're allowed to use the physical force that you think you're going to be met with. So if he's coming to you with a hammer, apparently you're supposed to be able to go with a hammer back. Oh, really? Apparently, okay. but you're not. Because yeah. as you see, if yeah. you were to go and hit him with a... Because he hasn't already hit you with a hammer. You, yeah, yes. Yeah, and then yeah. you hit him with a hammer. So, you know, having tools, weapons in your car or whatever that, you know, is... is I think is, the world is starting to open up. But I, you know, I, I, I've believed in this before. And even going to places like Serbia and Bulgaria, I think this whole idea of this Western world, the UK, the US, as being the greatest countries in the world, I think that, to me, is shifting in my, you know... In, in my sort of own, own mind frame, going to places like Serbia, Bulgaria, mm -hmm. Dubai, um, Lithuania, Malta, even, you know, even Malta's tiny, but just like this, there's this idea that the Western world is so put together and everyone knows better and all the news and the everything's followed in that sense. But these countries have, you know, they're safe, they're clean, they have great food, they have all the same sort of things that we have and they seem to manage things better in a way yeah i mean i, I think it's like have we just all be have we been fooled for so long i don't, I don't know if it's been fooled or if we see it as a tourist as well and also we do get to see a privileged part of yeah that. that's true that's like true. when we you know if we were to travel doing a film yeah, we're in the nicest hotels with the best people and we looked after by drivers and securities yeah and and, and there could be an element of that but i also agree with what you're saying it's not it's not as horrendous as what you'd no, they'd, they'd yeah. let you to, to they'd make you to believe in, in in a lot of the countries. I I think for me going to Serbia and I had an absolute whale of time. I was there for three months and I met some phenomenal people. Same in Bulgaria, yeah. same in Dubai. Yeah. And you know when when I spoke to my family about moving out to Dubai, they were petrified. Like, oh my God, no! You're gonna get arrested. You're gonna get shot. You're gonna get hung. <laughs> when I went to Mexico, my family were like, "This is crazy. And I did nothing wrong." And I think. Um, I mean, look, I'll say it very openly. The only two places I've ever felt threatened in the world is Los Angeles and London. Mm -hmm. That's it. And, you know, we've went through, we've walked around places like Serbia on our own and all these different places. And it's like, if you don't get involved in what there's going on in that certain area, like I, I spent six months a year in Mexico. It's my favorite country in the world. I love it. And everybody said, oh, it's dangerous with the cartels. Of course, there's stuff going on. But if you're staying away from the cartels. Well, that's it. I think, I think you know, it's dangerous if you're in that industry. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're if you're someone that just keeps your head down and, and doesn't disturb them, they're not gonna they, they don't want to create drama for the sake of creating drama. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's the that's true in every walk of life. Yeah. You know, you're only ever gonna be a if you're a threat, you're a problem. Yeah, I, I look at it a little bit scientific as well because I was having this argument with my stepdad because he's very Welsh and he's going, "Oh, you're going to Mexico, you're gonna get you're gonna get shot and you're gonna kidnap me and this kind of stuff." And then when I went there, I just I, I remember coming back having an argument and saying, "Well, he first was disappointed." Of all, yeah. <laughs> You know, in Mexico and these places, there's zero risk of terrorism. Not zero, but they don't have terrorism. They don't have guys walking around blowing themselves up, all this kind of stuff. And there's a very small amount. There was a, there was a comparison before between Romania and um, the UK. And Romania basically has, they were saying that Romania has 0% of random crime, whereas in, in places like, like London, London it's, it's UK, all over, yeah. someone will run, there is a chance that someone will well, they won't randomly come up to a you. Romanian person, yeah, right? whereas in England, yeah. they don't care. It does, if they you're English care, yeah. or whatever, it doesn't yeah. matter. What and yeah. places like Mexico and, you know, probably Dubai where rules are strict in that sense, you know, if, you, if you're in the wrong crowd or you do the wrong thing, then yeah. You know, but like you said, things Martin, will come to you. like every country has their own corruption and, and has their own sort of, uh, Failed. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that just comes with wealth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's and it's just one of the it's just one of the things you're never going to get away from that. You're always going to get good and bad people. Yeah. Um. And and I think you know different different parts of the world. It 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 comes out in different ways. Like you know, I've been to Mumbai and I've seen some insane things in Mumbai from wealth to poverty, mm. and on on the same road. 
Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You, India's very much like that, actually. You've got the, the, the really rich, the yep. royal rich, and, and then you've got the really poor. Yep. I, I saw that when I went to India. Yeah, it's, it's, I think the more you travel, the more you experience, the more you're willing to accept new ideas and, yeah. and, and, and not just settle for what you're told yeah. in, in, in the country that you're at. Because obviously every country wants you to believe that you're the best country in the world and, yeah. and everything's yeah. rosy and great and yeah. fantastic. But I think we've seen over the last two, three years that our government are probably not the best government in the world. And yeah. Everything they say is not... Yeah, so if I felt belief. like that sort of safe haven, right, where they're not going to... Because to me, and I try not to mention it too often, but it felt really wrong just locking everybody down for two mm-hmm. years. All of the stuff, you know, people losing their jobs. Um, you know, every business, one of my friends that runs a business, I go in there or I've got a couple of businesses myself and all of the product people that produce stuff, everything's gone down in the mm-hmm. UK, like everything. And I think that's going to have a massive knock-on effect. And to me, I just didn't agree with the way it was all, all handled. Yeah. But you go somewhere like Dubai and it's completely different. It was like heaving there during mm-hmm. COVID. I went, I, went, I went to Dubai a couple of times during COVID. Yeah. I went to Serbia when I was filming. That was during COVID. I went yeah. to Turkey, went to Marbella. Um, and it was just weird to see how different countries dealt with it, dealt with it yeah. different ways. And, yeah. and you, you, it's frustrating because you can't do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, had, I had a business that we, we closed up for 18 months and it absolutely destroyed it. Luckily, I was in a position that it yeah. didn't, massively matter financially to me yeah. but had that have been five years ago i'd have been homeless yeah, yeah. someone else yeah. and, yeah. and it's just like they've written a book on that mbs the the, the the ruler of dubai i want to read it it's right. supposed to be really really good yeah did you who did you meet some like in, who did you meet that i mean a lot of people but were there any ones that sticks in your mind specific interesting people you met in dubai in dubai yeah, i met quite a few interesting people from you know from religious uh i wouldn't say leaders but high high up in the, in the religious community um to uh, business people and controversial figures and <laughs> so on and so forth. But I think Dubai is like that. I think it just, like I said, it's a hub yeah. for like successful people, whether it be right or wrong in, in, in which way you want to judge them. But it's, it's sort of a hub where you just get to meet the most bizarre, random people that you could ever bump and into. And on, um, on the businesses, um, what, like, I don't know how you're doing other business, to be honest, but because you're, you're training and you've got your family life and the acting's, you know, sort of going into full swing in that sense. You're, you're busy that, but you're you're involved in other businesses. Maybe tell us a little bit about, like, what yeah, what, so, what else you're involved in because you, you've got all these brands that sponsor you and all this kind yeah, of Yeah, so for me, I, I mean, it's been something that I've kind of been interested in over, over many years, you know, so whether it's owning gyms, whether it's the online coaching, whether it's the uh, watch company, um, clothing company, supplement company. I was in Budapest last week. Um, there's very strong possibility I'm going to be launching uh, a product with, with a, a company based in Budapest, which will be. Um, so you still doing all these gyms? You own, you got gyms. Yes, there's watch the, company. There's, yeah. So I'm working with a watch company at yeah. the moment and trying to work my way into getting part of it. <laughs> the um, so so that see, the thing is for me because of the because of the ability to network and the people that I know and the people that I meet and, and, and also having the outreach and social media and so on and so forth, it puts you in a really nice place business-wise yeah. because it gives you a bit of a golden pass um, and I can back it financially as well. So I can, I can come into a business and not only can I, can I buy shares in it, I can also offer them something that's worth more than the money I can, can put boost, into it. Can yeah. yeah, I can boost it massively, very yeah. quick. Um, and that's something that I'm taking full advantage of at the moment. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's just another, it's another 
way of earning through the yeah. acting and the. the I'm, I, I'm, I was terrible at that, but I'm starting to do a lot more. And even now, just messaging a couple of people, I was saying to James, like, you know, messaging this, this company, there's, there's this ring that tells you all your heart rate and everything. I've just dropped some people messages. They're, people are coming back to me, and I'm mm-hmm. you know, nowhere near on your social level, but oh, no. they're all like. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be after this. No way, dude. Of course, yeah. Nowhere near, of course. But it just shows how powerful social media can be. 30,000 fucking football balls. I think just little things like coffee and good like just good things that you get free coffee. Wow. I get balling. I get insanely good free coffee. I'll send you a bag. You'll see. But no, just little things that you think, okay, maybe maybe that's something I have to pay for that I might need or and like you said, there's there's another element where you can help the business and different things like that. It's just free. It's you got that free? free. Yeah. I got that free. As <laughs> <laughs> well? No. I was thinking, I'd, I'd love to see someone pull up to you. Actually, I wouldn't. You know, <laughs> imagine if they pulled up to the car and they're like, trying yeah. to get his watch out. And <laughs> I'm getting cheap little free... Uh, free little, t-shirts. He's putting <laughs> out a fucking Has rolling. Has his and he's got a nice little rolling <laughs> rolly on. Uh, no, but it, 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 you know, it can help. And all you got to no, do is sit it defi- just, it definitely, It definitely yeah. helps. Having, having the ability to outreach on social media definitely gives you a power play. One hundred percent, and 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 utilize it right, and take it. I won't say take advantage, but use it. Use it. Yeah. I use it to 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 build. All it is is a, is a form of marketing. That's all it is. It's mm-hmm. just a. It's the. It's as we've evolved and developed over the last twenty years. So is marketing. So mm-hmm. is so is how people watch and consume and purchase products. And if you understand that, and you understand your demographic, and you understand how to to utilize that to sell product to, you can make a lot yeah. of money. Mm-hmm. But the problem is a lot of people miss that. Yeah, and kind of get obsessed with the likes and yeah. the comments and the oh my god, I've got more followers than you. And it's like, well, that's fine, but what are you doing with the followers? Yeah, well, yeah. nothing. It's just a flex. Yeah. It's fucking pointless. Not yeah. engaging. Idiot. Not, not <laughs> yeah. Is it a good platform? Like, if you wanted to say something outside of the business and making money, because we had Ebony on here, this amazing boxer, and she said like it's a business for her. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a great business. She oh, does yeah. really well. She makes it five o'clock in the morning. She makes her business, she makes her money on it, she does yeah. her things, and that's on, it. On yeah. social media. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a business, and she gets, she's, you know, she's pretty big on, on, on social media. But is it a good platform if you wanted to say something, if you want to express a point no. of view? Okay. No, it's terrible. Yeah. Right. Like, really, really terrible. That's been back, my excuse. The, the only excuse. Oh, it's I've, terrible. The only excuse I've sort of got in my brain for me for building it, because I'm not like an actor, I'm not, well, nothing like that, really. You are an actor. You are an actor. I'm, I do act, and I'm, I'm, I'm more of like science. And <laughs> it's got good a scene with Russell Crowe in the film. Push, push he's, that. He's an actor, he just doesn't. Yeah, no, but. Matt can be an actor, you can be an actor. I know. <laughs> 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 I can't even fight on this one, because he's just grilling me. My excuse in my mind has been, well, if I want to say something, because I really wanted to be outspoken, during COVID, COVID, right? I, I wrote a letter to the Boris Johnson through a police officer. I did like wrote all this stuff, and nothing got. Did you get seen. a reply? Nothing, nothing. And I wrote. Is <laughs> that what you expect? Did, did Matt help you with the spelling? <laughs> <laughs> he's fully dyslexic. He cannot pronounce or write anything yeah, like that. Yeah. He's he's smart with his brain, but on paper, academically, no. No, but I know where you're going with this. Even with this bloody podcast, I'll post stuff and I'll tag the right people with the right guests. And I said to him, like, you don't even, you just got to post no, but that. My, like, but just... my question to you, Martin, is it, you know, obviously got a lot of followers. Is it, if you want to say something like, if I wanted to say something. So it... social media is great for saying something as long as you say the right thing yeah. and you're with the right narrative. Right. Otherwise you get penalized and right. you get, um, you just get shadow banned and ghosted. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So 
No. <laughs> okay, well, that's some, really some people we know, for me to know. Some that. people we know with a lot, a lot of followers. We they we we tried searching for them. They've been shadow banned. Remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but a lot of my friends who, during COVID who are, are, are like actors were saying things, but they wouldn't sort of post it, and it's for that reason because mm. they really know that it's not what people want to read at the time. Yeah, hundred percent. And 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 the thing is as well, just because you're a successful actor or sportsman or so on and so forth, it doesn't necessarily mean you actually know much about what you're talking about. Yeah, or, or you've got now, everyone has an opinion and that's that's perfectly fine. Yeah. But the problem is your opinion and my opinion, you know, the amount of times I've wrote something on Facebook and then deleted it because four minutes later, I'm like, oh God, no, that's gone wrong. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you take a step back and then you can, you can if you take a step back and you, you, you actually look at it properly and analyze it and you can realize how I might say something that you find offensive. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't mean it to be offensive, but I get why you find it offensive. Yeah. Uh, we, we spoke about two or three t- topics today, which are all very calm and, uh, you know, chilled. We mentioned Jordan Peterson. We'll probably be, they'll probably be hated by uh, X, Y, and Z because we've mentioned that he, he speaks sense. Yeah. He's going to be criticized because yeah. everything yeah. that he's ever said now, yeah. you're agreeing with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I agreed with some of the things he said. Not everything that he said. No, yeah. no, no, you've agreed with the whole lot. So if, yeah. if he was to turn around and say something offensive about anything tomorrow, yeah. all of a sudden you're on social media backing him. Yeah. And the way that they can yeah. spin that is they could put him saying something and you go, no, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's so important, right? I've made this decision in my mind that I'm not going to withhold what I think and what I feel because I... Obviously, I'm I'm open to being wrong a lot of the, mm-hmm. most of the time, and I'm open to having an open discussion. But I think what I blame actually, when I think actually something Jordan Peterson said, he actually blames everyone for being locked down in COVID because if the majority of people stood up, now luckily eventually yeah. they did. There were two million people protested on the streets mm-hmm. in London, and luckily that. And how many of them did you see on TV when the news? Zero, it? zero. Oh. But they did show <laughs> they did show other protests. They showed other protests, mm. not COVID-related, mm-hmm. but they didn't show in the COVID. Po- so it, luckily, it swung and people mm-hmm. started. But at the beginning, nobody, and still now. So I thought, you know what? As long as I don't get banned or anything off, and I, I want to say what I really feel because I, I, that's I such think, a big thing. I think it's important to do, but I also think you have to, you have to be in a position where you can afford the free time to just argue with idiots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. that's ultimately what's going to happen. Or ignore? Can you ignore all the comments and everything? But then, what's the point of of starting it? True, because then you're just putting if out you're one point. if you're creating if you're if you're going to say something that's going to trigger people, you're triggering it for a reaction. Then you've yeah. got to give an action to that reaction. Yeah. Otherwise, there's no point in the yeah. first place. Yeah, and, and that's that's where I'm at. I'm like, I, just have, I don't have the time. I've got an opinion. I give it to myself. Yeah. You got to remember what that's very very true. You, know, you're, yeah, you're, you can't just ignore the comments. You know, you're you're in a better position than most people. You're comfortable. You don't need to. Yeah, you don't you, need you to. Know, you're not taking. If you yeah, could, if, you're not taking this that seriously. You're not taking that that seriously. Yeah, you're not, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. taking a risk with your yeah. career. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. the problem where we're at. Yeah, um, you know, so that reacting? gives that gives complete no. <laughs> that gives I don't care. That gives complete control though to the social media companies, the tech companies, because whatever gets more likes, whatever gets more, you know, it, it's all going it to get pushed one way. It gives control if that's what you live your life on. Yeah. But let's go back 15 years and social media didn't exist. Yeah. You can still have that side of, you can still be outspoken and, yeah. and have your opinion. Just leave it off the internet. Yeah. But Elon Musk calls, he said like Twitter is now the new town hall, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people won't leave their house and a lot of, you know, so not just famous people, but just people with followings on Twitter or people with like a few hundred followers, they're putting their point of view across now. And a lot of people, scientists and everything were banned off of Twitter and they're now all getting, you know, reinstated. Yeah, yeah. So it is sort of going back the way to where everybody's saying what they think and, and, and luckily, hopefully we're going to come back into a place where you... Problem with that though is how many people are on there saying what they think? 
how much time in the day do you have? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. just like, I, I mean, I, I know this is a stupid thing to say, like being someone that uses social media so much, I just wish it never existed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we could get back to being normal people yeah. Yeah. and have normal conversations and, and, yeah. and, and live life how it was. Because now it's such a, it's too overloaded. Yeah. yeah, there's too many opinions. There's too many. There's too many things you can and can't say. There's too much. There's too many uh, potholes. That that flows in nicely with the topic of social media, uh, and you have such a huge influence. What would you teach your kids to to? And you're a man of traditional values uh, to to have a normal uh, job or, or or and stick at something or the potential of earning so much money through social media. Would you teach them that? You know, there there are opportunities from the traditional route or through social media. I mean, I think there's, I think I think social media is going unfortunately going to be built into everything that everyone does in the future. It's kind of like that friend that you just can't get rid of. Yeah. You know, like mm. Matt calls you up, and you don't want to answer it, but you know you got to. It's that. That's what social media is. <laughs> I'm the only one he does answer to. <laughs> I'm the only one he does answer to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's that kind of it's it's that it's that thing that you love to hate. Yeah. And it's so addictive that you can't put the thing down. And, and, and I don't think it's going anywhere. And it's no. only going to get more. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're so far from it. And I use, I use this analogy before. It, it's, it's, it's changing the way our brains are operating. Mm-hmm. It might be on a slow thing. It might not be, you not, it might not be noticed. Yeah. But even now, I used, to, I used to had a friend that watched a really old film recently. They just couldn't watch it. It's too mm. long. Yeah. The, the, our brains now with the reels and the flicking and this and that. Yeah, our I brains, find, I find that back to the ADHD thing. Yeah. Our mm. brains... If people don't have ADHD yeah. now, They'll like us for, they're going to end up getting it because our brains are changing in the mm. operation. It's like this, 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 this. Whereas before it was yeah. calmer. I find that with my daughter, like when I'm speaking to her on, on um, FaceTime, she will um, she, she will have like a sh- very short attention span. But the, Is the that way- boring? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. No, but I, I try I try to entertain her, No, but that's it. It's uh it's trying to be entertaining through a phone, but uh, how old is she? She's nine. Nine. nine yeah. There's a great I know they certainly do podcasts, but when I was in Bulgaria I used yeah. to I used to obviously FaceTime a lot. Yeah. And um there's a great platform where you can play games and zoom them at the same time. Oh, okay. And that that's might help you if you're yeah, I like that. Lack okay. of personality. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that. Actually, I might, I might take that on. 